Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Bob Mendelson, and this is the Bob's Your Uncle podcast. Today we speak about celebration and recovery. Those terms may not mean much to you now, but just wait. They may have everything to do with you. You'll meet Bill B. and take some steps together with him. Stay tuned. Don't you love the music of Mendelssohn's Italian Symphony? Thanks for joining me for this Bob's Your Uncle podcast season one, episode eight. Of note, the opinions are strictly my own and those of any of my guests. You can now find us and comment directly to us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple iTunes podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, the list goes on. We have a lot of topics to discuss and even so, on the Bob's Your Uncle podcast, you are part of the show. We do want to see and hear you. Send us a message on Facebook, Video One, and send it to us on Instagram. We'll be talking about pickleball and country music, Israel, Iran, wars, rumors of wars. Let's see where the spirit takes us. Whether you're at home, online, on the road with me in your headset, at the gym, or out for your evening constitutional, wherever you get podcasts, that's where we will be. Thanks for being with us for these 18 minutes. Historical Marker of the Week On this date in history, 19 April, in 1919, Leslie Irvin made the world's first free-fall parachute jump. He was a Hollywood stuntman who broke his leg on landing. In 1775, the American Revolution began officially with the battles of Lexington and Concord. The first military engagements happened on April 19, and that's the historical marker of the week. Today we welcome to the podcast a man we call Bill B. He's a Kansas native and a graduate of the University of Kansas the national basketball champions yet again, in the NCAA in 2022. But we will talk today about recovery, which is somewhat of a nickname for a program, a series of thoughts and ideas, steps and traditions that began approximately 90 years ago in 1935 by a pair of men, Bill W. and Dr. Bob. This interview is so good, we're going to have it in two parts, so stay tuned. Shalom, Bill. Welcome to the Bob's Your Uncle podcast, season one, episode eight. Thanks for joining me. I'm curious about some of your story and want to jump right in. We've promoted this episode as talking about 12 steps and about recovery, and you're very involved in this program. Can we talk about that just now? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been involved in it for about 10 years now, and uh, it's been a just been a, one of the greatest things that ever happened to, to my life, uh, just to be part of recovering the community. Well, take me back 11 years ago. Okay. How did you 
get involved or come to the awareness that you might be a candidate for this program? Well, the awareness was brought to me. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, you know, through my life, uh, kind of you have to go back. What was it like living in addiction and uh, what happened and what's it like now? Basically, um, I grew up in a, a good Christian family, and um, but there was, uh, you know, some basic things that we, we learned that there was kind of hallmarks, I think, of addictive families. So, um, family secrets. There's some areas of our lives we couldn't share, couldn't talk about. We were to, never to talk about certain family members who had, uh, you know, got pregnant outside of marriage, things like this. So we had a lot of um, kind of secrets and shaming and stuff. And so part of I grew up feeling inadequate, unworthy, alone. And um, so I had this very low self-esteem and it was a terribly low, low uh, sense of body image. I felt less than I was the youngest of the boys in my family and uh, just did not feel like I measured up. And so you, you were the King David runt of the family. Right, exactly. I, I definitely was the youngest of, of the boys and in uh, Jesse's family. I was the, the little King how, little how, David. How many boys were I mean, how well, there, many kids there, were there? There were six kids, but our family was very segregated. There were three girls, three boys, and feeling less than. Less than. I was not as good in sports. I was less than, and I felt uh, not quite as smart as my brother. Uh, not smart as, uh, as, as not as athletic as my oldest brother. So basically, I felt um, growing up this this inadequacy, a pretty all or nothing thinking. I was kind of obsessive compulsive. Whether I was building a a model airplane, I would just almost lock myself into it. If I I couldn't escape, I'd, I'd skip dinner. I got to get it done. You know this obsessiveness and that. And I looked back at these little patterns of childhood, but as I got older, um, I struggled because I, I struggled with perfectionism. And uh, I set the, the bar so high for myself that I couldn't measure up to it, so I set myself up to fail a lot. Yeah, so you're inadequate, yeah. you're less than, and now you've got this perfectionism that says you've got to be more than. Yeah. You are setting yourself up for failure. Absolutely. And so what happens to, to uh, it, it started manifesting itself in workaholism, um, doing more, 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 building my resume, building my resume more. Uh, but through all that, uh, um, I could be, you know, so merciful and kind to everybody, except for myself. <laughs> you know, the God of my understanding is this loving, generous, kind, merciful Jesus. And yet, for me, it was almost like this uh, split that, uh, for me, he was more like the, uh, as we get close to tax season right now, more like the accountant checking off all of my inadequacies and things like that. So You never measured up to God, much less... Right your family, your friends, your work colleagues. So in every circumstance, I guess we could say you were a failure. Right. That's got to drive you nuts. Right. And, and by, the, by the world standard of people looking in, say, oh my gosh, this guy does so much. He's doing so well and stuff. And uh, But that was kind of the stage player I put out there. But behind the curtain, I never let anyone uh, know the struggles that was going on, the, the, the self-loathing, self-hatred. And uh, of course, that's where I discovered alcohol, discovered, um, and, and even um, uh, getting into obsessive bodybuilding, powerlifting, uh, supplements, uh, fat burners, all these things where I got into such an addictive behavior in those areas of my life, wanting to say, please look at me, say I'm okay. Look at me. Yeah. Right, but not but don't look at me because exactly. I'm less. Exactly. But look at the me I'm projecting. Look at my stage player, but not behind the curtain. 
And so... But who's back there behind the curtain? Only you? Are you the only one? Uh, it's total isolation. And no one had to let no one back in there. That's lonely. It was very lonely. It was that point in my life, though, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I hear you. I got so... I My whole... I, I just wanted the pain to stop. My solutions were a disaster. The best of my life had made... Uh, had, as my sponsor has told me, the best of my work made a disaster of my life. Was ruining the real person. Right. So it's not schizophrenia, is it? No, it's not. Because that's a mental no. thing. No, this is, this is really a compartmentalization. Exactly. I can showcase myself as really doing great. Right. And then, so it came back to bite you. Here you are, you're a religious guy. Uh, you said you're Christian. And uh, there are lots of Christians who are listening right. to the podcast. Um, one of the second step says that you came to believe in a power greater than yourself, that that power greater than yourself could restore us to sanity. Exactly. Did you have to unlearn a lot about religion and the God you previously thought you knew to make it in recovery? Yes, actually, um, my first sponsor you know, the first time I met him, he says, well, do you know, uh, what do you know about spirituality? I said, well, I, I seem to know a lot, you know, that's why I kind of, it's been a big part of my life. He said, well, I don't think you know a thing about spirituality. <laughs> I think you know about religion, but I don't think you know about spirituality. So he made a distinction yeah. between the two. Yeah. And basically, um, yeah, and he was right. My spirituality was, uh, was kind of, um, it was a false spirituality because it was it had died. Um, was it performance based? It was it was performance based. It was pleasing. If I do this 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 and this, then I will be pleasing to God. We say in Australia, if you do this 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 and this, then Bob's your uncle. It means all good, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So you you had this performance based religion, really, right? right. And it seemed to work until it didn't. Exactly. So you had I like your sponsor's words. You had to unlearn some things right. about spirituality. Right. He gave me this book to read, Spirituality of, Imp of Imperfection by Catherine Ketchum and Ernst Kearns. And uh, the, the higher power of my God, in my understanding, uh, works through woundedness, um, scars. Uh, one of my favorite lines is, unless the bread is broken, it can't be shared. Unless you're broken, you can't be shared. And I, that was my problem. I'd hide that. Uh, you know, for me, Jesus is my higher power. And... And um, the first thing he does when he raises from the dead, he doesn't go back to the transfiguration and power and glory and say, I'm here, guys. What he does is he gently reveals his scars and says, see, it's I and this wound itself. And so what I had to do is go back to seeing, go back and, and reevaluate of my higher powers, his gentle, loving God that I would give to everyone else except back to me. And you were, you were, that's got to be an unhappy situation. Absolutely. I mean, happiness can be overrated. I get that. Yeah. Um, but happiness, to be able, as Gretchen Rubin, she's a Kansas City girl who right. now lives in New York City. Happiness is her gig. Right. Uh, she writes a lot about it. And I've learned from her Happiness isn't so bad. It's right, okay exactly. to be happy. Exactly. Um, and so you were causing yourself unhappiness. Right, right. And then, then my addiction, my addictive mind, loved to latch on to resentments and self-pity. And it was feeding it. So, yeah, I'm lonely. I'm isolated. And that's because people don't get me. 
you know, I've been all this dumped on me. Well, heck, I'd say yes to everything. And I wouldn't say no, but then I'd hold that resentment. I've got to do all this, this, and this. I go visit my, my brother's families or my sister's families. I see they got all their happy and joyous, and they got the kids, and they're, I'm going home to my dog, and oh, poor me. You know, it's like I would just wallow in, uh, in self-pity and resentment, which kept me very sick, which would just drive the addictions. Here and, you were yeah. 11 years ago at that stage, yeah. really unhappy, lonely, Lost, right, in every sense of the word. So, what happened to get you into recovery? What happened is, I got a phone call from my boss and said, "There's been a complaint against you, and this is what they're saying. Is this true?" And it was this moment of grace. We said, "Everything that 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 is being said about me right now in this moment is true." What happened? And so, so you're exposed. Yep. Um, and the curtain, the veil so was torn in half. Yeah, yeah. And they call that rock bottom. Yep. So you, there you are at rock bottom. How do you start climbing out? Well, I had a lot of help. They sent me to a treatment center in Rochester, Minnesota. Okay. And it was... Um, it's for addictions? Yes, it's for addictions. And it's uh, and it was a wonderful program there that uh, got me started in my 12-step recovery. When I first went there, I just wanted the mountains to cover me over in the hills. and, and um, But they had this beautiful philosophy that they're going to love us until we learn to love ourselves. And um, it was treated with tremendous dignity, um, hard work. I had to get a sponsor in the community. Uh, first, I had to tell my story. There's a lot of therapy groups, and we worked through that. And eventually, I even had to get a job in the community. And I worked as a uh, more or less a taxi driver for people that uh, needed to get to their, their hospital appointments, for people in wheelchairs. We'll be back with more of Bill B. next week. This story is too good for one episode only. Every week we read from the number one bestseller of nonfiction, the Bible. Today from Yochanan, chapter 8. Yeshua straightened up and said, He who is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, They began to go out, one by one, beginning with the older ones. And he was left alone, and the woman, where she was, in the center of the court. Straightening up, Yeshua said to her, Woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She said, No one, Lord. And Yeshua said, I don't condemn you either. Go. From now on, sin no more. Amanda McInnes is both my travel agent and the sponsor of this podcast, and it will help if you book your next trip with her, including hotel and flights and all things tourist. Good morning, Amanda. Let me ask, another big one, of course, has to do with travel insurance. Can you explain a bit more of what it is and why it's so important? Yes, absolutely. So I think travel insurance is often a cost that people forget to factor in when planning their next holiday, but it can be one of the most important things you purchase and is strongly recommended by Smart Traveller and the Australian government. Essentially, travel insurance will cover you for any unforeseen risks that can occur before and during your travel, including disruptions you may experience overseas. Some policies now include coverage for COVID or mandatory isolation periods, both before departure and abroad, but it's definitely 
definitely worth exploring your insurance company's PDS, so policy disclosure statement, to see what you're covered for or to chat to a travel agent for general advice around what options are available to you. You're also going to want to know if there's minimum spends required on the credit card to activate the insurance, how many people are covered, if there's age restrictions, there's so much that goes into it. So a lot of people think they're covered and then can find out that they're not because they haven't activated it or they don't have the contact number. It can be really complicated and a lot of countries are now asking for proof of travel insurance with a minimum amount of coverage in order to enter. I'm glad for your participation as sponsor of the Bob's Your Uncle podcast and for your participation as my travel agent. I've needed you. How can people reach you besides going calling me and saying, how do I get Amanda? Well, is my email, which is amanda.mckinnis at travelpartners.com.au. Bit, B-I-T dot L-Y, forward stroke, Amanda 365. Boom. It goes right to your travel partners. Find an agent page. It's got your phone number, your email address. Don't forget to post a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening, and share our podcast with your mates, your friends, everybody. Thanks for helping us get known out there. Also, please follow or subscribe to the podcast and hit like. We can use all the good speak we can get. And your podcast app will notify you of the next episode. Don't forget to book all your travel needs with Amanda McGinnis at travelpartners.com.au. Next week, we'll wrap up the fantastic interview with Bill B. and learn not only how to get into the program, but what happens when you join and whether everyone makes it. In fact, how to make it in this transitory life. You won't want to miss it. I'm on my way back to Sydney and then next week off to Poland. This microphone will not get tired of the travel. Until then, from me, Bob Mendelson, when things seem bleak or uncertain, look up to God. He's in his heaven, and Bob's your uncle. Shalom. Shalom.